Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Jokic wide open, three-pointer, and he knocked it home. Big bucket there. That puts the Nuggets back up by nine. Jokic gets it to Murray for three. 50! Give him 50 in game number six. Nuggets lead it by 10. Denver Nuggets win by 12. They force a game seven, 119-107. Jamal Murray has 50 again. PK, he had two uh, lousy games in games two and three when the Nuggets... We're blown out, but other than that, those other four games, the Jazz have found no way to defend him. Yeah, I wonder if they'll be tired watching him score 50, because I sure am. Where's you out? I'm sick of it. So you didn't mean physically tired, you mean disgusted tired. I meant tired, as in whatever definition you want to throw out there. I'm tired of it. Donovan Mitchell with 44 points, but... This is uh, one of the games where uh, you can sit around and say, man, they could use Bogdanovich shooting the ball because Conley was the only other guy who did much of anything. Yeah, and they could have used Hornacek, and they could have used Stockton, <laughs> and, and they could, whoever the hell you want them to add. He will. Go ahead and add him. It doesn't matter. I don't want to hear it. it. Sounds like you want to kick a chair right now. So you're happy? I am. I mean, I realize you're, you're RSL one, so you should be giddy. But gosh, it's yeah. high actually. But oh no, not the way you sounded, man! I heard that call. I watched the whole, whole fourth quarter of that game. So, <laughs> fourth quarter, so you man, you just—I thought you. Well, I can't say what I thought happened with you, but <laughs> man, that was something. <laughs> game seven Tuesday night. The series is tied three-three. Your reaction? We got it up on our Facebook page. We'll get to your thoughts on this. Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider, will join us. Coming up at 9 o'clock, DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. The Clippers win their first round series with the Mavericks, four games to two, 111-97. They controlled that the whole way, and they didn't miss Marcus Morris when he got kicked out in the first quarter for whacking Luka Doncic on the side of the head. I thought you told me he was going to get fined and suspended for stepping on his heel and yeah, ankle. Yeah, I thought he was, and he didn't. Wait, this is today. He could get suspended now? No, this is today's world, brother. You don't suspend Marcus Morris. Are you kidding me? Wake up. He just gets to hit whoever he wants. He got ejected, but that, that was a referee decision. That wasn't a league decision. Celtics and Raptors open their second-round series. Kemba Walker goes for 18-10. and 10. The Celtics were in control of that game the whole way. They win game one. Two more games coming up today. Heat and Bucks, game one in their second-round series. And the Rockets and the Thunder. Rockets are up three games to two. They'll try to end that series in game six. Oklahoma City Thunder guard Dennis Schroeder. Houston Rockets forward P.J. Tucker. They were fined $25,000 each. For their altercation in game five, Shooter ran through a Tucker swing, swung his arm, caught Tucker in the man zone. That's pocket change for these guys. You what? It's pocket change for these guys. It means nothing. Don't do that again. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. College basketball just in the last hour. Word breaking that John Thompson, the legendary Georgetown coach, has passed away. 78 years old, no cause of death. PK, one of the giant of the games, his teams in the 80s, they're as good as it got. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they seemed like they were in the Final Four every year in a slew of NBA guys, particularly big men outside of Allen Iverson. I mean, Ewing, Tumbo, Morning. Yeah, that's three really good big men. Yeah. Yeah, and they've had, they've had other players, obviously, who've gone there that not all are big men. Iverson, off the top of my head, being the most prominent, I might be missing somebody. 
but uh, you had those guys, and he was a giant of a man himself with the towel around his, uh, over his, uh, usually his left shoulder, and the social activist too, protested, for, I can't remember, the, was it the prop issue, he walked off the floor before a game? Prop 48. Is that what it was? I think it was. Something like that, yeah. Thought it was a discriminatory, discriminatory thing. So he left, the, if, I rec- if I recall, he left the game. Was there kind of like Kenny Smith showed up and then left right before? Yeah. Yeah. John Thompson, 78 years old, no cause of death, but word breaking that he passed away this morning. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Cincinnati Bengals coach Zach Taylor says the number one pick, Joe Burrow, is in line to start game one for the Bengals. Coach saying he's just been impressive. He's what we expected when we took him number one overall. He hasn't disappointed one day he's been out there. Wow. Plus, I couldn't name you who else is on the roster. (laughs) So they got that going for him. I mean, obviously, Kenny Anderson ain't walking through that door. Good call. (laughs) Icky Woods is all done. Well, he's not a quarterback. And he needs some to, help, though. And it, well, you, well, we're talking quarterbacks. So you, then, oh, I see your, po- your point. He's going to be the starting quarterback because there's no other quarterbacks. Yeah. I thought the point was, hey, he looks great. Well, there's nobody on that roster, so when you put another NFL defense out there, he's not going to look great. I thought that's what you were getting at. No. It's that. Of course he's going to start. I mean, they got rid of uh, the Red Rifle, Dalton. Yes. Who else is on the roster? I honestly don't know. I'd have to look it up. I probably heard their names. But off the top of my head, nobody comes to mind that – they would have somebody who would be in contention for starter, and it doesn't look since like Cincinnati's going to win anytime soon here, particularly this season is what I'm talking about, so why not get him out there? You're going to lose anyway. Troy Aikman went 1-15 and ended up in the Hall of Fame. We all know that. I don't remember what Peyton Manning did in the first season, but it couldn't have been any worse than 1-15. Uh, he set an interception record, I think. Okay. Yeah. So there's going to be a learning curve. It's just the way it is, so you might as well get going. Now, a lot of these quarterbacks have done They've gotten, as time has gone on, they've done better as rookies. Uh, Murray was okay last year for Arizona, off the top of my head, too. Is, but we've, we've seen younger quarterbacks play, and the idea, we've had Steve Young on, and he's talked about that, to where, you know, they're getting the training and the coaching and all this stuff, and the passing leagues that they're in, it's like, it's more advanced than it was in his day, so you can see Rick, rookies maybe hitting the ground running a little bit better than they were versus some legendary quarterbacks of the game did at their times, too. Patrick Mahomes sat for a year, but they did have Alex Smith, and he was cranking out playoff first pretty regularly. So to your point, the Bengals don't have an Alex Smith, so what the heck. And Mahomes is playing by the second year. They, yeah, Mahomes they clearly didn't need play the first year. No. The way he has taken the league by storm. One year to watch, yeah. second year to the AFC title game, third year they win it Well, all. if I'm Cincinnati, I call up Andy Reid. Hey, what do you think we should do? <laughs> You're not, you're not in our division. Help <laughs> us out. Right. I mean, obviously he knows what he's doing when it comes to QBs. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. CJ Evans in the backfield. He's the true freshman. And right away, Oldsfall is going to keep it. Pitch it to Evans. Evans, a nice block outside. And Evans has room. CJ Evans makes a guy miss. And you wanted college football. First play, touchdown, Governors. 75 yards. How about that to kick off the 2020 season? That was the FCS kickoff game in Montgomery, Alabama, in Central Arkansas. Beat Austin P 24 to 17. College football is here. Week zero, PK. And now, locally, it's a week from tonight. BYU kicking off at Navy. Yeah, that's awesome. And these slower profile schools, they should just be loving this because people were talking about Austin P and Central Arkansas. I mean, Central Arkansas, outside of Scotty Pippen, I don't know that I've ever mentioned his that's that program before in any version of whatsoever. And here they were playing, and they were promoing BYU and Navy. They're getting their name out there as far as being played, um, as you said, a week, a week from tonight at 6 o'clock. All of us are anticipating that one big time, right? So, with uh, And it was week zero, so there wasn't that going to be that many big-name teams. I think Hawaii and Arizona were scheduled to play. They played last year. 
uh, over in the island, so I assume it was going to be uh, here in, tu- or not here, but my old home state here in Tucson. Uh, but you know, other than that, these what you would call lower profile programs are getting some nice run. That's kind of cool. And it should continue, with, you would think, also. There's a TV time slots to be filled, and Central Arkansas and Austin P got one of them. Auburn, which shut down practices last week, is going to resume tomorrow. They had nine players test positive. They've got seven other players who are considered high risk. Don't know how those are distributed through position groups, but... High risk of what? Of contracting I assume high risk if they yeah. get COVID that they have some medical condition. Okay. But they don't announce which one. They often don't even announce which players. I just want to know what high risk meant. Do they have asthma? Are they diabetic? Or they, they got some other medical condition? Two All-Americans opting out of the season. Jamar Chase, wide receiver, LSU, is not going to play. He's going to get ready for the NFL draft. Memphis running back Kenneth Gainwell doing the same thing. So a couple of names sitting out, but hey, I don't, I don't know about the depth at Memphis, but I figure at, uh, at LSU, some freshman's pretty pumped right now. Some high-profile guy who's going to be a star anyway is now going to get a chance a year earlier. Well, the SEC just cranks out talent at an unbelievable level. So, yeah, this. although I was listening to it on, or not listening to it, but reading it on social media, and uh, the LSU people, they're, they're upset because it simply means more in that end of the country, that part of the country, and they want to win at the highest levels. And this young fellow here is a star, so... And if that's what he thinks he needs to do, it's his money. I'm not going to tell him what he needs to do by any stretch. But you're probably right there. It seems like they have just rolled out a ton of skilled players. They didn't have the quarterback in many years. Last year they have the quarterback, and then they go 15-0. and zero. <laughs> <laughs> But I get why LSU fans are bent out of shape because they're thinking, well, how are we going to beat Alabama? How are we going to beat Georgia? And they just had 15 and 0 on top of the world, and they don't want to be looking up at three or four of the SEC powerhouses. Sure, but 15 and 0, you may go years before having oh, that yeah. one again. So, yeah. I, my guess is they'll still be a very good football team. They always are. Ohio State defensive tackle Haskell Garrett was shot early Sunday. He's a projected starter for the Ohio State Buckeyes on the D line. He was found with a through and through gunshot in his cheek. He's in stable condition. Well, that's really surprising because, you know, Ohio State has nothing but Boy Scouts. And so <laughs> to see this happen to this program, it's just uh, it's a once-in-a-you-know-every-few-week uh, routine, it seems. Ah, I see what you did there. Wound up for <laughs> once in a lifetime <laughs> and went for once in every few weeks. <laughs> DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. And he hits one in the air into deep left field. Gordon chasing back. Track. Wall. Gone. Luis Robert with a walk-off. A three-run shot. And the White Sox win it 5-2 over the Kansas City Royals here in 10 innings. Some walk-offs yesterday. The Blue Jays also winning on a walk-off. They've had four walk-offs in 12 games in Buffalo. Stay in Buffalo. Got, Got some kind of magic going on right there. The uh, Padres won 13-2. to They're six games over 500, and now that we're a little more than a month into the season, here's the trade deadline. Today. They're wheeling and dealing. Their beat writer was busy on social media yesterday. Well, Moreland and Rosenthal. Rosenthal, man, he throws like 800 miles an hour. Moreland's a little older, but he's having a phenomenal season. So, yeah, so it's clear the Padres. And this is what they've been building to. And this is another success story of Farm system, yeah. young guys, have a core young guys, right. then add a couple pieces. Right. And so they, they look great. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they picked up picked up more than that. Those two guys were the headliners. The headliners. Picked up Aaron Nola's brother, the star pitcher for KC. Uh, KC, Philadelphia. I don't know where I thought KC. I don't know why I thought that. But you have uh, him there as a backup catcher. So, yeah. I mean, the Dodgers got that division. That's obvious. I mean, the Dodgers are the first team to 25, as they were last year, if I remember. First team to 25. And we talked about this last week. You picked the number of games that the Dodgers would play this season, and they would make the postseason no matter what. And now, certainly, it looks like the Padres are going to be in there unless they have a collapse because we've only got a month to go. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Love that compressed season. <laughs> Tomorrow's September 1st. Does he give it time to unravel? <laughs> it's it's funky. It, to, to me, the basketball wasn't that funky. Baseball is funky, but it's funky for everybody, and it's not like it was a labor dispute. So it, to a degree it was, maybe another 25 games it was. But I wonder, we'll never know, would 25 games change the balance of the playoff teams, not the format, but the actual teams. Maybe a few because you would have had, but because they've expanded the playoffs, you know, so maybe the ninth and eighth place teams and the sixth and seventh place teams. But the way this is going, larger the teams that are supposed to be good are good. And so it's going to come down to what do they do in a playoff series, uh, you know, with the pressure on. They'll they'll be big innings, big outs, big pitches, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and they're taking it like it's real, so it's good enough for me. So the – the fan, the fan reaction from San Diego, <laughs> you know that. Hey, it's a good team. They're excited. They're adding pieces. They're all pumped up. And then a longtime uh, media member down there comes on and like, well, remember in 2011, the last time they were above 500, they did this and they ended up trading away Corey Kluber and two Cy Young awards. So be careful what you wish for. Yeah, be careful what you wish for them. And they also did it later when they signed Shields and they traded him and got Tatis back. <laughs> so, so you never know. So be careful in what and, you wish for is exactly what you would wish for. You would make that trade 100% of the time. And they've been on the other end of fire sale trades and ended up with Trevor Hoffman for Gary Sheffield. So yeah, you hit on some plenty of those. and you miss on some. And you can be on either end of the deal, hitting or missing. Uh, the Red Sox. So just throw up the white towel and uh, say, hey, this isn't going anywhere. We're done unload salary and save money, especially not knowing what's going to happen with next season. What do you mean next season? Is next season going to start on time? Are they going to have fans in the stands? The Red Sox are making a lot of money off packing, what, 40,000-ish into that ballpark every night, whatever it is. We're not going to have fans next season either? I don't know. I'm looking at them unloading and people thinking, I know, right? Come on. An outdoor sport by April? I mean, I hope so, but I don't know. They can have fans. They may not have capacity, but they can have fans. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. RSL, the 4-4 draw in Portland. Two goals in the last five minutes. You and were then they giddy, would man. It was so fun to hear your voice. At the death, PK. There's four minutes of added time. Don't You don't need to justify 93, it. 93-45. Yeah, they were playing. And I got it. It was. I watched the fourth quarter, and I watched play each time. <laughs> fourth quarter. I did. The basketball Lakers had uh, assumed control at that point. I was flicking back and forth, and the you know, Lakers ran away a little bit. Portland gave them a little bit of a run, but couldn't stay with it without Lillard. And so then I turned over, watched the fourth quarter, and it was a Johnson put that on. Then you were Sam so, Johnson. You yes. were giddy. I was happy for you. And then Sunday morning, you wake up to the news: Deloy Hansen is announcing that he's going to sell RSL, the Utah Royals, the Monarchs, the stadium, the academy. He's out. You were right in the middle of that story with his wife texting you. Yeah. Oh man, I was just texting me Friday part night of the at news, ten o'clock or Thursday night at ten o'clock. There you go, man. And you didn't bring it up until Friday after our show, and you had it that whole morning? Jeez. It's posted at KUTV.com. Ran Not until Friday TV. after our show, and you had it, it Thursday? It was supposed to be tested. No, 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 no. You said you had it Thursday. She texted Thursday. It was supposed to be on KUTV.com Thursday night. I think it was. But some of the quote ran Thursday night on the news at 10 o'clock. Why didn't we talk about it? Because I love when people say they don't have a racist bone in their body. The one thing that I've seen just unofficially, is once someone labels you as a racist, you can doesn't matter what you say or do, you can't disavow it. That's not always yeah, fair, no, it's not but it just fair. seems, but it, uh, I'm making an observation here. Well, and off the top of my head, I can't say, well, this person was accused, but look how people think of them now. I can't, I can't think of anybody right. right now. It's like once you get, that's a, one of the last things you want to be labeled. I'm not saying is or isn't. I'm just speaking generally. Right. When you get labeled that, it seems like it's almost impossible to overcome it. Yeah. And then you follow with the cliche, fill in the place, person's name, doesn't have a racist bone in his or her body. And then you go read the comments, and then they just they get predictable. Once you get labeled that, it's like so hard to overcome. And maybe it shouldn't be, 
able to be overcome? I don't know. We'd have to look at every individual case. I'm speaking generally in this case here. Uh, and then, you know, I don't know what this investigation is going. I don't know if they'll do an investigation now. Maybe they'll just stop. Yes, that's what I would think. Because I don't know what he said the other night, whether you agree with it. Well, I guess it was in the morning right. on the radio about the Knights game the night before. I don't know if that's enough to make him be forced to sell. It seemed to me it was more on the investigation. Maybe I got that wrong. I don't think you did. I think he did the interview on, now I'm getting all my days messed up, Thursday morning. And then he did an interview Thursday afternoon to walk that back. Right. And what would have been the fallout after he walks it back, we'll never know because the athletic story is posted an right. hour, hour and a half later. Right, right, right. And that far surpassed anything, that's, that's in, what I anything thought. in the interview. And so at that point, uh, I think everybody thought, well, he's going to end up getting out, but when and how hard is he going to have to be pushed until that happens? Yeah, I don't know what the, event, the results would be. I, I don't know the man at all. I've never had, I've had zero interaction with him. But obviously you have, and we've had Dunseth. I know Dunseth through stuff we've done. You know him very well. So I'm like two people removed right. from people whom I trust. So there you go. It's a shocking, quick, not maybe not a shocking story, but the quickness yes. and the rapidity of it. To go boom, boom, gone. <laughs> Seems like right. Wow. Uh, yeah, and as you say, being in the middle of it, that's how it felt very quick. Also, you know, but people put their names on the stories. Now there was once of the of the multiple allegations in the athletic. There was one that um, was anonymous, but there were multiple in there that were not. And uh, Brian Malay last night talking off the air said, "Says watch this all unfold," and he's like you. Like, kind of knows of the people, but, you know, sports isn't his beat. He's not interacting with these people. He says, but when it happens like that, I assume there was going to be more. And I said, there were a lot of people pursuing more, you know, whether they would, those stories would have gotten posted or printed or told on camera. But people definitely think there were more stories out there. And that that's why Deloitte walked away and said, enough. You know? Maybe, yeah, well, you could lead to that conclusion. It would right. make sense. But because he said enough, I don't know that we'll get there. I suspect now people, but I, I can't guarantee. Maybe more stories will be posted. I don't know. DJ and PK. Golf. PK, that's as good as it gets. Making those putts, those names, big name guys, John Rom. Uh, after DJ made an incredible putt to get to a playoff, Rom makes an incredible. They're, a, they're long putts. B, the way they just barely touch them, it just had to be incredibly fast and massive breaks, which when you're watching on TV and you can't really see them, I mean, it's exciting yeah. enough in person to watch somebody read a break and, and hit a putt. But on You TV, can see Rom's break. I think Dustin's was more about the downhill. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it, was unbelievable. I, I, it could get better if it was a major, obviously. Uh, but, yeah, there was sensational putts that these guys made. and. It, you know, we, we, we see these dudes bomb at 350 and all that, and that's all well and good. But putts, it's not about size. It's not about strength. You could be the smallest, the biggest, or anywhere in between. It's about touch. It's about fortitude, mental toughness, all those types of things. It's about practice, being in those situations who knows how many times. And then you have the pressure. It's a shame there weren't fans there because the place would have gone bonkers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, on, on both of them, on both of those putts. But, yeah, that was golf at its finest. And even a casual golf fan would appreciate that. And to hit those putts to force OT and then to make one to win the thing, it's incredible. You wonder. I've always viewed John Rahm as a poor man's Dustin Johnson. And we'll see, is he able to make the leap and win some big, you know, he's won tournaments, but really take off because it looks like he's got all the ability. What is Trending? Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. We're joined now by Gabe. Gabe joins us right now. And, Gabe, you have been a busy man. Syringa Networks, uh, in this, uh, this summer, with everybody working from home, have you ever been busier? Have things ever moved faster? No, that, that is a very true statement there. We have indeed been busy upgrading Internet access and providing integrated voice solutions and different things to our clients here in Utah for remote workers and 
uh, folks that are uh, looking to upgrade the Internet, add security, all sorts of different things have really been keeping us busy um, as a telecommunications company here in Utah this, this summer, for sure. Gabe Gomez joining us, Syringa, home, uh, Syringa Network's home to complete telecom and IT solutions. Uh, how complicated does it get these days? It gets extremely complicated having, uh, you know, having so many different uh, things to worry about right now. You know, there were, you, yeah, I read somewhere where a large percentage of the American workforce is working from home, and those are just some, just securing that in terms of the Internet security and uh, establishing all those connections and endpoints. Of, you know, something that a lot of IT um, departments have never even thought about um, doing. And so it's, it's extremely complicated to navigate through what you need to be doing these days. So you have tech support 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, and this next note's going to freak people out. You actually have people who answer the phone when there's a problem? You don't get automated press two, automated press one, two, three, or four? You don't get that? You get an actual person? That is correct. Yeah, that's uh, one of the, the big uh, – the, the, what we certainly believe in is making sure that uh, our clients are able to access our – technicians and engineers, whenever it is that they need them, 7 by 24 365 where we are live to answer phones and work through any issues or um, provide consultation, et cetera, whatever our clients need, we're, we're here for them. All right. How do people get a hold of Syringa Networks if they need help? Well, the best way is to hit our website at, at syringanetworks.net, and uh, there there's, there's a chat function or there is a – there's uh, automated ways to get a hold of uh, any one of our engineers or sales professionals and uh, a whole host of resources that businesses can, can read up on and, and videos that they can, they can watch to see how they can best uh, outfit their enterprises for the, the, the future. Gabe Gomez, Syringa Networks, joining us. You can find him at syringanetworks.com. Gabe, thanks a lot. Thank you, guys. DJ and PK, 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We're broadcasting live. Jeremy Ranch, where it's a little cool this morning. What happened to 106 degrees? It's gone. It was, it was in the 50s this morning. We are uh, joined right now by Heidi Walker and Marisa Bomas. They are the uh, COO and Director of Marketing and Communications, respectively. From the Salt Lake Chamber, it's the Salt Lake Chamber Classic Golf Tournament, Zions Bank, CBRE, the major sponsors. Ladies, how's it going? Pretty it's good. Great, yeah. You a little cold this morning? It's a little chilly. Colder <laughs> than we usually. Most of our tournaments are usually in June, so this caught us off a little guard, but yeah. caught us off guard, yeah. So what's the uh, what's the chamber up to these days? What are you doing? Everything's changing in business. It's got to yeah. be crazy times. It has been an amazing time. I think uh, the resiliency of business has been really in- inspiring. Um, to hear the stories, we share the stories about businesses and what they're doing to innovate. It's just been really, really inspiring. And today is no, it's a perfect example of that. Businesses who say, I want to get back out and do some of the things that we used to do, even if we have to do, do them differently. So downtown and Salt Lake City is not just downtown, but it is downtown. And uh, a real challenge there because there aren't nearly as many people working downtown anymore. As we just heard, Stringer Networks, mm-hmm. a lot of people working remotely. Yeah, exactly. In fact, the Downtown Alliance, which is a sister organization of the Salt Lake Chambers, last week announced 23% of uh, workers are working downtown right now, downtown workers. So, yeah, we'd love to see more people downtown doing it safely, obviously. All right. Well, thanks for having us up here, and uh, have a good day today. All right. Thanks. All right. The Salt Lake Chamber Classic Golf Tournament here at Jeremy Ranch, DJ and PK. Game 7 coming up. Your reaction next. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Let's go. The Big Show. It's a big deal. With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Longtime NBA writer and reporter Keith Smith. What are your thoughts on Chris Paul, Michelle Roberts, Adam Silver, the way they've handled not only this particular situation this week, but really this whole pandemic? It seems like they've been in lockstep. I think for the most part they have. I think we had a little bit of out of whack over the last couple of days, but they rallied fairly quickly and handled some adverse situations. But really from the beginning, they have been working together. And a lot of that credit goes to Michelle Roberts and Adam Silver. I think they really did a pretty good job coming together to try to make things happen in the best way they can under the current circumstances. The Big Show, weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
Time for Hot Takes or Toast, brought to you by Master Electrical Services. Master Electrical is always open during this challenging time. Call Master Electrical at 801-543-2222 for upfront pricing and your satisfaction is guaranteed. Master Electrical will light up your day. Question of the morning. Well, here we are. The series is tied 3-3. What are your thoughts? I'm pissed, just like Donovan. (laughs) More than Rudy? Well, Donovan said literally I'm I'm pissed. Yeah, in the postgame. So I don't know that Rudy said it. Rudy kicked the chair, so he just looked pissed. Donovan was mad at some inanimate object on his way out. I couldn't quite see what it was. was Yeah, but he said it in the postgame. I mean, right now he's he's looking awesome. There's no doubt about it. But scoring points in a losing cause really doesn't do anything. Then anybody good, he'd be the first to tell you. He wants. It's not about the point total. It's about winning the ball game. If it were about the point total, he would have had a different attitude in the post game. It yeah. was about winning the game and winning the series. And they had another chance, and they they didn't really even come close to winning that game. That game was the Nuggets game. There was there was a small period in the third quarter. It looked like the Jazz were getting it together, and then Denver went on a run, and they had no answer. The whole fourth quarter was Denver was just in control. Well, there's a couple things. They've got to get some more offense out of guys. I mean, Joe Gangles has been rendered virtually useless one for four a couple free throws i mean when when conley was out it doesn't it doesn't he scored well it doesn't seem to me like it has to be well i've got to have three guys out for me to score 15 points a game i I don't i don't understand that uh they're going to need more from him and then somebody's got to take some pride and do something about murray i mean you are looking making him look like he's the greatest and i would be if i were them i would be so embarrassed Tony is with you, with me, probably with dozens of people, hundreds of people listening right now, when he says, will someone please double-team Murray? Murray has no intention of passing the ball, force him to take bad shots like we did in game three and four. They got to do it's something. Just 50 and then 42. This is out of control. 50. Yeah. Yeah. He's getting whatever he wants. And I do think some of it is the, the, the comfortability factor with the gyms and not being on the road and all these types of things going on, no fans and all that. I get it, but the conditions are the same for everyone. And so he's taking advantage of them the most, and it's, it's completely unacceptable. Michael says uh, there's some people on this team who won't be on it next season. You can say that every year. Or maybe they will, because it's all about player development and not championships. I don't know what that means. But He's the, doubling back on himself. Every every year there's changes, so fine. And you try to get better. That's that's the job. It's a never-ending job. The, the management of fulfilling the blank team, it's a never-ending job of trying to make your team better. And within the restraints and restrictions and allowabilities of the salary caps and all that stuff, and what can you do there, and the luxury tax, we all know that. And... and there's no doubt in my mind that those guys who are charged with doing that are trying to do the best that they very can, and the very best that they can. And so, you know, do what you do. But we're not at that point right now. Mark says the Jazz were up 15 points in the third quarter of Game 5, and Utah's inability to close out that game will haunt the Jazz all offseason. Denver's too good. They got all the momentum. The Nuggets are going to win game seven, and I'm not sure the game will be that close. Uh, could very well be. I mean, certainly they do have all the momentum. Yeah, uh, you said that on TV last night. Yeah. And, and you really felt it late in the game. You know, it's uh, you can go X's and O's and all that, but didn't it just feel like whether it's, uh, it's willpower, it's um, playing your feet and making a stand like Pat Riley said a gazillion years ago, uh, I hate the phrase, somebody wanted it more. Why wouldn't you want it more? Everybody would want, would want it a lot in That's Game 7 That's a little cliche yeah, I, I know, but at the same time, it just felt like there was more intensity from Denver. Well, I mean, they allow Murray to get the optimum level of rhythm and momentum and confidence and all those types of things. And so with that in mind, then it becomes very difficult to curtail. They obviously have to curtail it right from the start. Do something, man. Figure out these guys are getting paid. These coaches are getting paid a whole lot of money. These players are getting paid a whole lot of money. I want to see them do something to get him off his rhythm and not just, well, it's the fate of the ball of whether it goes in or not. We're past that because the fate is it's going to go in. It is. Nine of 12. He was 75%. Murray was 75% from three. 
and get get in his face. I mean, I, it's not like I'm a big basketball savant here, and I've got a bunch of answers. I'm not pretending to know more than they do by any stretch. But all I know is I got sick and tired of it. This whole thing, you know, and I know they're down there to, to do other things, and I got all that, but I want to talk about basketball now because you got one more game, and if you don't win it, then you got the, the, the rest of whatever yeah. to go march and do whatever you want to do, and I'm fine with whatever. It doesn't matter what, what you want to do, but I want to talk basketball, and I want to see how they're going to stop these guys, how they're going to win this game, and what, what are they going to do to make sure they don't blow a 3-1 lead. Come on. Suck. <laughs> Phenomena. Phenomena. Yeah. Daniel says, I feel like this is over. Momentum definitely favors Denver. It does, but that could change. <clears throat> you got to make it change. You got to get stops, make buckets, and it'll feel like you have the momentum. Because when it was 3-1, it felt like the Jazz had momentum. Up 15 in well, Of course five. they did. They had and it they, all. Denver got stops, made shots, and now it feels like they have momentum. Well, because they do. Uh, that thing is somewhat fickle. I don't think it's entirely. You just got to make Murray just be somewhat uncomfortable. You know, whether it's running at him or doing something, do something. <sighs> Double to, him and make him pass. Yeah. I mean, and, Joe and, had that nice block at the end of the first half. Yeah. Yeah, and they were – that's funny. They, uh, as they were running the clock down, they intentionally switched on to Joe. They, they wanted Murray to go at Joe. Joe was guarding a guy down in the corner, and that guy came up and set a screen, and they knew full well the Jazz were going to switch it. And then Joe blocked it and got the free throws at the other end. I wonder, and I don't know this, but does Denver have anybody else outside of Murray and Jokic that you would really be nervous about in a game, winner-take-all? No. Well, then let them have a shot. Here's the thing. I'm so nervous about Murray and Jokic. If one of the other guys beats you because you double and get in a scramble and then whoever the guy is that ends up with the open shot, if those guys make shots all the way through game seven, then they're better and they beat you. So, I, I mean, you don't want to dismiss these guys. They're in the NBA, so they're one of the elite players in the world. But you can't just let Murray come up court, get a shot and hit and, and go for 50 again. No, this is the you true just, definition of insanity can't. then. Right, exactly. You're just letting the same thing happen over and over, and yeah. you hope for different results. And a little bit of – and where they just seem to, like, lose the focus or the willpower, there's a play in the fourth quarter, and it felt like the Jazz were down by 20. They weren't. I think it was six or seven at this point. And Jokic dribbles up court, and Rudy gets hung up on a screen. And, yeah, it's a moving screen, and maybe he's getting held, but it's the playoffs. They're not going to call it. And you can set those screens too. And the Jazz seem, are, like, are they going to switch back? Is Rudy going to get free? And the Joker just dribbles up the three-point line, looks at both the Jazz players like, you're really going to let me have this? He shoots an open three and makes it. I mean, it's got to be harder than that. It's got to be more difficult. Do you think that Royce O'Neal can beat the Nuggets? I don't know what you're getting at, but no. Okay. So, but, All right, so I'm going to tell you what I'm getting as at. As in he's the equivalent of a player who gets left open if Donovan gets doubled. I thought it might take you a second longer to figure out what I was <laughs> okay. getting at. Yeah, no, I get your point. And yeah. if they are sick of getting lit up by Donovan Mitchell and they double him at midcourt the way – I mean, and this has been going on forever. I mean, this is nothing new. Every coach on both teams knows this. You know, double the guy at midcourt if you have to. Phil Jackson, the Bulls, double John Stockton at midcourt because they had to. And then you take your chances with everybody else four on three. Right. And you just do. And if if whoever your team is, whoever your equivalent is to Royce O'Neal, if the fourth or fifth guy out there, uh, if George Niang and Royce O'Neal both go six of seven from three, then. Congratulations. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We had a story on and this <laughs> we had a story on this on Talk of Sports last night to set up Game Seven, you know, and all the Game Sevens they played and all that. And when the Jazz go down to Houston, win a Game Seven, J- and Jeff Van Gundy gets fired for it uh, because they lost the series. But he doubled and dared Andre Kirilenko to make a three, and Kirilenko made a three, and the Jazz won the game. Did he bank it? <laughs> no, he didn't bank it. Nor did he hit the back of the rim, and it went forty feet in the air and dropped in. <laughs> <laughs> he actually switched it. Wow. But it's like, hey, you take your chances. And, and O'Curr had hit a couple, and they weren't going to let D. Will beat him, and they weren't leaving Carlos Boozer, so it was up to Kirilenko. Right. 
And that's where it comes down to it's a make-or-miss league. After you execute everything, but a guy's open because you're in a double team and you're scrambling. But don't let Murray go for 50 again. Yeah. Take the ball out of his hands. Or at least have more difficulty. Yeah, if he shoots it over two guys and throws in some wild shots, so be it. Well, I can live with that more. All right, DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We are joined now by Tom Carver, Executive Director, Utah Clean Air Partnership here at Jeremy Ranch, the Salt Lake Chamber, hosting their annual golf tournament, and they pick the coldest day in 60 days on either side. It'll warm up. It'll be fine. (laughs) He says as I talk and he drinks hot chocolate. Tom, how are you? Doing well. well. Welcome to the DJ and PK. We've been doing this for years. It never changes. It's good. It's good. you got to have... That kind of camaraderie when you're doing this much radio. Utah Clean Air Partnership. I'm really curious, what are you going to do about the fires in California? Because while they make the sunset spectacular, they're really not good for us to be outdoor breathing in, apparently. Yeah, this year I end up turning into Smokey the Bear. Right, Only you can, pre- can prevent forest fires. And we can do what we can here in Utah to do that. But, of course, the California issue is a problem for us. And so, you know, we try and work with our partners of the state and our partners federally to try and help uh, affect the air quality here in Utah. But... You know, we've got to be vigilant and be aware of what they're, what's going on in that area. So what is the Utah Clean Air Partnership working on now as far as mass transit or cleaner vehicles or more walkable? Uh, what are you doing? Yeah, all of those things. Okay. Really what we want people to do is first understand that air quality in Utah starts with geography and weather. It's great being up here in Park City. We get above that inversion. But as we live, those of us who live down in the valley... Um, have to live in that inversion, especially during the wintertime, and that's caused by the geography and weather, uh, but we can affect our own emissions base, and so we want people to drive cleaner vehicles, we want them to walk, we want them to take mass transit, we want them to identify things that they can do to drive down that em- emissions base. How much is it, difference is it made with everybody working from, not everybody, but many people working from home? Significant. You know, in that first uh, period of the Stay Safe, Stay Home directive, we saw about a 40% uh, reduction in, in commuter traffic. We saw a 40% reduction in emissions. We, 50% of our emissions come from vehicles. And so we saw kind of that end of March, April, May period when things first came off the road, we saw just a phenomenal impact on air quality. We worked really hard with some organizations, including the Salt Lake Chamber, to do a, a large-scale survey on telework. And we saw that people are enjoying telework. 95% of people want to continue to telework in some form or other. And th- then additionally, 90 3% of people said they do it only specifically for air quality. And Telework's a big part of the solution. Keeping those miles off the road air, uh, helps our air quality. And so it's been a good for air quality, maybe the only silver lining during this pandemic. So is the city, county, state, whatever combination of government agencies going to invest in more mass transit if more people are working from home? I don't know about mass transit. I know that, that we've worked... Um, with great organizations like WFRC putting together the uh, um, Wasatch Choice 2050 plan, which looks at at this kind of great localization with people working from home. Do we need to have more walkable communities? Do we need to be able to, uh, if, if our job is now our house um, and we're not going to be commuting back and forth, can we have closer grocery stores and, and some restaurants in that area instead of just focusing fully on downtown? Uh, mass transit is a huge part of, of a solution if we are still going to be a commuting society, but we don't know if that's going to be the case. And so the, the, I do know the state is working to ensure their people can continue to, to telework moving into the future, and, and that could be a, a, a big financial opportunity, especially kind of for our, our, rural, our rural folks who say, you know, I want to live in San Pete County, but I don't want to live, I don't want to, uh, but I, and I don't want to live on the Wasatch Front, but all the jobs are on the Wasatch Front. Well, if you can have a, a state job that has great pay and phenomenal benefits and stay in rural Utah, that'll invest in long-term in our rural economy. Tom Carter, Executive Director, Utah Clean Air Partnership, joining us here at the Salt Lake Chamber Classic Golf Tournament. Jeremy Ranch this morning. Tom, good luck with everything changing. Good luck with everything changing uh, going forward. Appreciate it. Changing fast. Yeah, it's a great opportunity. Appreciate you guys having me on. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. 
This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. This story is crazy about becoming an ultimate Aggie, which apparently is getting up on that bull naked. What bull is it? Is it the one that's by the Estes Center? Isn't that bull like bucking? I'm just wondering how five nude men could fit on that. <laughs> it's a big bull. Five nude men could fit on I, that? Five smaller men, yeah, probably <laughs> can make that work. There you go. That's the size of the thing right there. Okay, it's not bucking. You could probably fit upwards of ten naked men on that. So in order for you to be the ultimate Aggie, you have to be naked? Yes. I did not know that this was a thing. See, I would think if you were going to be an ultimate Aggie, that it needs to be solo. Because these five were not solo. And that's where a lot of guys up at Utah State are like, hey, maybe <laughs> dial that down a little bit. Easy. One ultimate Aggie at a time. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Action Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical. Spring into action now. Mention this ad and receive $33 off any service. Call Action today at 801-833-3333. That's 801-833-3333. Well, the series has turned. The Jazz were up 3-1. They're up 15 points in the third quarter of Game 5. And since then, it's been pretty much all Denver. A couple of brief runs by the Jazz. They were really hot in the first quarter offensively and led. And they got back within a point late in the third quarter. And then it was all Denver for the last 15 minutes. So it's 3-3. What are you thinking? Darren says, we need to play mad. We just let Murray walk all I know, over I us. know, I know, I know, I know. How about we don't play Niang or Bradley? <laughs> They've already shortened the rotation. Just and what play, are you going to go? Six guys? Play, Clark's play, in play, off the bench? Yeah. That's it? That's it. <laughs> That's and he is definitely not only is he playing fewer guys, but even most of the bench guys are playing fewer minutes. Well, that's typical. Right. It is typical. And I don't know that they can go back. I mean, Bradley played five minutes. So that Rudy could play his forty, forty two, forty three. Yeah. Okay. I mean they they're they're very thin. I mean, I'm watching that Boston game a little bit yesterday, and they don't really have Tatum may emerge, but they don't really have a true superstar. But they got a lot of good players. You know, they got a number of good players, and we'll and see how and, far that can take. And they're them. down one too. I mean, right. they're playing well, without Gordon Hayward, right? And so that's why they can overcome it because they don't really have a big time, big time. They got big time players, but I don't know if they have big time superstar. But they got a whole bunch of guys. The Jazz don't have that. They don't. It's not like they can roll out guy eight is not going to give you the same as guy five or six. I just don't know that you see that there. I don't know that it's there consistently. Like the Clippers can bring in a couple of guys that can really go and play well too. Right. Um, we've seen Eric Gordon for Houston. You know, I don't know the Jazz. I mean, obviously they got Clarkson, uh, but they need their guys. But but I gotta I gotta say too, man, it, it's really getting under my skin to watch Murray look like he's the greatest of the greats. It's. It sucks that he had a big game, but you know he's good to have a big game. But he's had three big games in a row, and it feels like he's about to have a fourth in a row. And that just seems like too much. He's minimizing Donovan Mitchell. I had a friend of mine ask me the other day, say, in your heart of hearts, who would you take, Murray and Mitchell? Well, I quickly went Mitchell. But then I start to think about it. Well, I I acted like the question wasn't even legitimate. Well, I'm an idiot. The question is, is legitimate, legitimate. Yeah. and it's growing more legitimate <laughs> by each game. That's what's going crazy. That's what's shocking to me that Jamal Murray, I expect Mitchell to do this to an extent because I've been saying it. Right. He's ready to burst on we, the scene in a big way. But we watch him all the time. Exactly, yes. And we watch Murray a little bit. Right. And what will be telling if Murray goes off in game seven, if the Nuggets win the series, is he dropping 40 on the Clippers in the next round? Or is he back to 9 of 22 for 23 points? Oh, that would piss points? me off even more. I know. But why am I bringing it up, PK? I guess it, it could happen. Because I think it could happen. Well, that, so, would, that would really that would bug, drive And that would nuts. reflect negatively on the Jazz, and it would reflect negatively on the coaches. I don't know how else to say it. I can be a cheerleader for you if you want. But if that were to go to that place where he becomes average and he's scoring maybe, you know, he has one game over 25 and the rest are more what we thought right. he was, then how well, in the that world, would seriously bug me. Then how in the world has he been going off on the Jazz? All right, DJ and PK, time to bring in Gabe Gomez right now. And uh, Gabe has been busy. Uh, We've been uh, visiting with people here. Uh, We've been telling you how much life has been changing. Uh, We just had on uh, UCARE, uh, Tom Carter, their executive director, talking about everybody working from home. Syringa Networks 
is here to help you work from home. Gabe, how can you help people? How can you help businesses in this uh, new era that is now, I don't know, five, six months old, but everything's changed quickly? (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't feel so new anymore, right? Um, But uh, certainly, yeah, that's one of the things that Serenity Networks brings to the table here is we are offering um, um, clients in, in Utah, our business clients in Utah, the ability to safely uh, have their workers work from home with a reliable, quality internet access that um, that we uh, can consult with them on helping them make that secure. We also have integrated voice uh, solutions into thing, things like Microsoft Teams and other platforms that allow them to kind of really integrate and make it so that they're, it feels like they're still within the office and uh, within the bounds of their IT staff to be able to secure uh, the connectivity and be able to be as, have their workers as productive as possible. Seems like it would get complicated making sure that everybody at home has access to uh, every program, to file every report necessary, to put together every presentation necessary, to make sure those presentations you used to do in person you can do online. It seems like it seems like there's a lot of details uh, in there for businesses as they negotiate the new world order. Yeah, that, that's for sure. There are so much uh, different. Uh, there's a lot of it has to do with the uh, the quality of internet access that that's available at people's homes and at uh, people's uh, home offices and where their where servers are located and things like that. So at Serenity Networks, we help our, our clients take the complexity out of all of that and uh, help them to come to come to put together a strategy that helps them to be able to deploy all that um, as, as as quickly and as reliably as possible. For the businesses in Salt Lake that are working, and all along the Wasatch Front, that are working with businesses in, in other time zones, uh, how comprehensive is your tech support? So when things go wrong, you can get it fixed quickly. Yeah, our, our tech support really is the, the, the biggest thing about Syringa Networks is that we we have uh, live technicians and engineers available 7 by 24 365 we, um, they're, they're there willing and ready to answer the phone. Um, even during holidays and weekends or whenever, uh, we are we are there for our customers. Should they have issues, troubles, or if they want to, uh, you know, have a consultation to help them on their, you know, strategize what their next steps are going to be, we have we have people on board ready to to help them out. So, for a business owner who wants one of those consultations you just spoke of, what do they do? Well, they can call us here locally at eight zero one four six two zero zero seven zero. Or they could go to our website at uh, syringanetworks.net. Gabe, we appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thank you, guys. Gabe Gomez joining us. Syringa Networks helping, uh, helping you work from home right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.